Welcome to Can You Hold My Attention? Kingswood U.S. CEO and industry veteran Derek Bruton invites his guests to discuss and debate the latest trends and hottest topics facing financial advisors today. The guest list represents a who's who of the financial services industry. Derek's goal is to provide you with insight into how he and other leaders think about today's challenges and plan for future success. And now, let's see whether or not today's guest can hold Derek's attention. Leading edge innovation, that's what we're talking about today. I'm talking pushing the envelope, leaving your competitors in the dust innovation. And my guest today, Eric Clark, CEO of Orion Advisor Services, the fastest rising star in FinTech and wealth management, is quickly becoming one of the great innovators and most accomplished business leaders in our industry. Friends and colleagues, welcome to Can You Hold My Attention? My goal with this podcast is quite simply to drill down into industry topics that I understand are most important to you and to your business. I'm going to address these topics at pace with my guests, challenge them where they've never been challenged, and only stay on conversations that are holding my attention. You will walk away from this podcast with an idea or strategy or thought that will benefit you professionally or personally. Bottom line, give me 30 minutes of your day and I'll make sure it's time well spent. Eric Clark has been at the helm of advisor, Orion Advisor Services since 1999. I met Eric in 2004 while I was at TD Ameritrade and he was just launching, I believe, Eric, you were just launching your, your technology. I remember Eric as being this perfect blend of a very quiet, very reserved leader with the tenacity of a pit bull going after a pork chop. He, had, he and his team have built really the industry's top technology platform for independent advisors, but he's ranging into asset management and many other areas as well. And I'll let him talk about that uh, with you. So welcome, Eric. Well, Derek, thank you very much. It's, it's certainly an honor to be with you uh, today. And I look forward to engaging on innovation, uh, fintech and all things top of mind to advisors right now. So thank you for having me on your podcast. Well, you're welcome. And, and, you know, Eric, every time your name comes up in a conversation, people always say, Eric's had a ton of excess, but you know what? He's just a good guy. So what, what gives here, Eric? I mean, are, are you giving out a lot of free software? Uh, I know you're in Omaha, so maybe it's the Omaha steaks you're sending out to people for Christmas. I mean, are you really that good of a guy? Well, Derek, you know what? Being in the uh, fiduciary uh, advisor space, I think is just a great space to be in. You know, uh, helping advisors do the right thing for their clients is really what gets me excited uh, each and every day to come in and serve the advisors that we do. We, we, we believe that the future of this business is fiduciary. And being able to help the, the, the right side of Wall Street win, so to speak, is something that, that you know, I, I think is especially motivating to us each and every day. And, and hopefully that translates through into the work that we do in our corporate culture and certainly the way that, that we behave and interact with the opportunities that we have uh, or the advisors that we have an opportunity to serve. Oh, yeah, it's an exciting business, no doubt. And, and uh, I know you're very passionate. And I think that's what people mean when they say you're a good guy. So, okay, let's first talk about what's going on at Orion 
and how you are you all are influencing the lives and businesses of financial advisors, our audience. And then we'll put on our visionary glasses and provide our listeners with some thoughts and ideas to ponder regarding the future of wealth management. So we'll start, you know, maybe at 10,000 feet, then we'll range up to 30,000 here. So, you know, how has this year been for Orion? It's certainly been uh, a different one for many. And how have you adapted to what's going on in the world with the pandemic? And what have you learned from all of this? You know, it's it's definitely been a year of Darwinian evolution. I think for for all of us, you know, we've we've realized that that we can work remotely, that we can uh, operate our businesses successfully without being in the office, sitting uh, shoulder to shoulder, uh, elbow to elbow, so to speak. And you know, it's been it's been a, a just an unbelievable year for us. You know, we've we've successfully transitioned uh, you know our teams to working from home, as has everyone else during this this pandemic. For me personally, I've I've realized that, that Derek that my teenagers can't distinguish uh, what uses Wi-Fi bandwidth and and what doesn't. Um, you know, it's it's uh, completely ubiquitous to them. You know, I think uh, as we step back and we look at some of the the key learnings uh, for us, we have most often been so busy and wrapped up in growing the business and getting out and traveling and meeting partners and 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 colleagues and advisors, and for us, it's presented an incredible opportunity uh, to work uh, on our business. And we have taken advantage of that. We've we've uh, revisited uh, the traction uh, enterprise operating system. Uh, we have redefined our mission, vision, and values. And uh, amidst all of that, we had the opportunity to merge with Brinker Capital, which for us was just great. It's been uh, incredible to see our teams come together and. Uh, really accelerate our continued success in the marketplace. But we did all that, Derek, without actually having met the, the Brinker team face-to-face. We, we have, since we started going through the due diligence process, we have uh, met for a grand total of four hours in person at the Chicago O'Hare Airport. And, uh, you know, outside of that, everything's been done on Zoom. So I think that we're all very fortunate to have the technology in place that we do today that allows us to successfully operate our businesses remotely. I mean, that's, I mean, it's amazing. I've, I've talked to a lot of people about how difficult it is to establish rapport in this environment. And, you know, it, and it's tough to do if you're not face-to-face. Four hours at a Chicago Air, O'Hare airport, I mean, that's your standard delay, right, at, at O'Hare. So <laughs> yeah. uh, you can get in a lot of work there, but still four hours, that is, that is amazing. And, and congratulations on what, you know, kind of capturing the moment and taking advantage of everything, given the cards we've been dealt here. I want to move on and talk a little bit about independence and, and flexibility. And, you know, advisors love flexibility. I know I, I've heard that over the years. They like to have choices. It's synonymous with independence. But I found too much flexibility often paralyzes advisors. I mean, I like going to Cheesecake Factory and seeing a menu that's longer than a Tolstoy novel, but at the same time, it can be quite overwhelming and I end up getting the same darn Caesar salad I always get. Advisors want choices, but importantly, I think they also want direction. 
And uh, so my question to you is how important is it for Ryan to lead advisors down the path of what technologies they choose for their business versus just making a bunch of options available to them? I think, I think as an industry, it's, it's uh, a couple of things come to mind, you know, that, uh, you know, I think, I think we have moved past uh, integrations and we're talking about connections and we're talking about connecting the uh, prospecting process with the planning process. We're talking about connecting the, the planning with the investments, connecting the investments to the specific goals that the investor has. And, and you know, ultimately that, that connected uh, fiduciary framework is, is what we're focused on here at Orion. And, and we have found that it's incredibly important for us to lead by listening and, you know, when we look at the acquisitions that we've done over the past three years, you know, we've been focused on adding value and capabilities where we're hearing the most feedback from the advisors that, that we serve. And I think that as we have, have, you know, looked to lead by listening to those top advisors that we have the good fortune of, of doing business with, it's allowed us to see a real opportunity to tech enable that fiduciary framework. So it's, it's, it's not just the capabilities that you're talking about, but it's how well they work together. And, you know, I know that running an RIA, it's, um, you can talk about the best financial planning, the best performance reporting, the best fee billing, but how they work together is really, I feel, is what drives efficiency in our office. Would you agree? I totally agree. And, and when we, look at what what is the standard what's the benchmark that we're comparing ourselves to it cannot be the the bank or the financial institution uh, across the street from us it needs to be on par with experiences outside of financial services right. so so we need to we need to be looking at netflix and spotify and uber and even apple uh, to say what can we do to make our user experience stand out from the crowd, be different than the competition, accentuate our value proposition and the things that make us unique and really put things that, that drive incredible experience and ultimately better investor behavior uh, at the forefront of what we're offering to clients. So how do you, how do you balance the desire and the need to offer your own solutions, because I know you've got through acquisition, through what you've built, you've got some great solutions yourself, but you also pride yourself on your integrations with uh, third-party technologies and firms that you, know, you don't know. But how do you how do you balance this need for your you know to maintain and offer your own solutions while also maintaining these healthy relationships with the competition who want to integrate with you? Well, we've had uh, the good fortune over the years of, of building out our technology on an open uh, API structure that allows us to dynamically uh, interact with our integration partners. They can, they can simply, in a very real-time way, tap into the same API layer of our system that, that our in-house tech stack, uh, in-house tech staff uses to you know, build out our our user experience. So, you know, for us, Derek, it's it, it kind of goes back to something Rick Edelman said years ago, and he was talking to a group of advisors, 
and he mentioned the importance of narrow casting uh, into a niche to be successful. And for us, as we look at serving, you know, 2000 plus advisory firms, each of those firms that we serve has a different and unique value proposition, uh, a specific niche or a group of clients that they're serving. So we have to be very flexible and having that open API framework has really allowed us to, to not only provide a connected experience with our own technology, but connect other technologies that our advisors use. A, a good example of that is the Redtail CRM system, right? You see a lot of advisors using and leveraging Redtail to be successful. And for us, you know, we're constantly looking at ways that we can make those workflows more connected with Redtail. How can we help drive a more efficient, you know, prospecting to client process uh, and ultimately putting the information that our advisors need right at their fingertips inside of Redtail uh, as an example of, of what you're referring to. I think your question, Derek, really gets to the core of what's an independent advisor. And an independent advisor in our mind is all about not only being a fiduciary, but making sure that they have the very best technology to execute on the niche of, of clientele that they want to serve. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be tough. I mean, I know, I bet the leadership team at Redtail is wondering what, you know, what, when's Eric going to get into the CRM business and, uh, and when are we going to have to, you know, have that conversation. But, but like you said, I mean, you're serving the fiduciary in this business and, and you're listening, you're leading by listening, as you put earlier. And I think that's, that's really important. We'll be back right after this. Orion's fully integrated trading suite, including a tax intelligent rebalancer, custom SMA optimizer, and robust model marketplace, empowers you to personalize client portfolios while scaling back office processes. Build client relationships with expanded investment offerings, custom workflows, and options trading in one seamless platform. Visit orion.com to learn more. Let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about consolidation in our industry. I want to maybe start at, at the RA industry in general, and then talk a little bit about what you guys are doing. It seems like, you know, there's a deal announced every day. I woke up this morning, there was at least two or three already <laughs> today. So how does the rate of consolidation impact your strategic planning? Because you, you know, you've got firms that are, that use Orion and maybe use one of your competitors that are coming together. And that's obviously it's a catalyst for a conversation, at least with that leadership team. How's it impacting your, your strategic plan? Well, we have seen over 100 M&A deals across the firms that, that we support on our tech platform year to date. So, you know, 2020, with all of its headwinds of the pandemic impacting everyone's strategic plans and, and throwing curves ball, curveballs at all of us, look, you know, we, we, we're still seeing deals get done. And I think, Derek, private equity is fueling deals in our space right now, because when you step back and you look at financial services, the fiduciary space is growing the fastest. And in fact, because it's growing the fastest, it's attracting an outsized amount of, it's more than its fair share of, of capital, so to speak, is pouring into this space right now. So, so you're seeing... Uh, investments being made in platforms like ours that, that drive scale to our advisors. 
you're seeing uh, investments uh, get made that, that drive operational efficiencies, better user experiences. We're, we're making big investments in personalization you know, here at Orion to, to hopefully in a very elegant way uh, line up that, that tech-enabled fiduciary pr uh, process. But you're also seeing uh, private equity firms invest in consolidators and provide equity uh, to firms to get out and actually maybe not create a national brand, but create a regional brand. Uh, take best practices with regard to marketing and ways that you can effectively grow and apply those towards the businesses that, that they're purchasing. And we're seeing the organic growth rates uh, you know, off the charts as a result of those firms that are replicating successful processes as they as they acquire other firms. Is this pace of consolidation healthy for our industry? I think it's a reality for the industry. I think that you're going to see continued success by independent advisors that are part of a larger firm and independent advisors that are uh, affiliated with, say, TAMPS, or they're affiliated with, uh, you know, networks like uh, Michael Kitsis's uh, XY planning network. You'll, you'll see almost a split, I think, in the industry where you're part of a, a larger independent firm or you're out on your own. And quite honestly, I see success in both of those models because of the technology that's available. It used to be you had to affiliate with the larger firm to get best-in-class tech. Today, independent advisors, I would argue, have access to better technology, and I think that technology acts as a great equalizer, and it's gonna to continue to level the playing field so that that independent advisor will do just fine on their own. I agree, and I, and I, and I wanna talk a little in a bit about how that filters down to the to the why of why we're in this business and that's the end the end investor the american investor and how they benefit from this but before i leave this topic what about your strategy what is orion's strategy moving forward as it relates to acquisitions well you know our acquisition strategy will center around three things. And those are the things that I mentioned a minute ago. You know, we, we look for scale. Obviously, when we can do an acquisition that adds scale to us, it allows us to extend our scale uh, and scale in pricing out to our advisors. We The, the second thing that we look for is uh, integration. If there's something that we can do that will drive operational efficiencies then we're, we're interested in that. And then the third thing is all around the personalization of the experience. What can we do to drive better client experiences? If somebody out there in the marketplace is doing a better job than us, then we're going to go after that. You know, I think back of our acquisition in June of 2019 of a little financial planning business called Advisor. And Hussein Zeddy and Mustafa Basiri did an excellent job of creating a client experience that was on par with personal capital. And by acquiring that business, it allowed us to extend that same capability to the advisors that we serve and we think make a big, big impact on those firms' ability to grow. Yeah. 
Well, I, I, I really enjoyed meeting the, the leadership team of advisor. I think it was a couple summers ago, right in the middle of August. And I, I recall advising you on, on the first investment for, for that company was the air conditioning in their, in their conference room. It was dead <laughs> hot in there, but uh, <laughs> just to, you, you see where my strategic counseling goes there. Um, you know, speaking, let's talk about the Brinker acquisition and, and specifically we noticed an update to Orion's mission statement at the time, right around then, which is to power the advisor client journey. Tell us about how you and your team identified this as, as a goal for the company. Yeah, for, for us, when we, when we set out, you know, even three years ago to, uh, you know, power that advisor client journey, we were looking at a technology stack that would help us to connect the, the prospect plan, invest, achieve framework. And quite honestly, we were missing several pieces of that. So, you know, some of those pieces, we closed the gaps on with internal resources. Uh, we, we rolled out our, our marketer uh, prospecting, you know, campaign tool that, that helps our advisors with digital ads and, and email campaigns. But we had to acquire the, the planning expertise. Uh, on the investment side, we saw the Brinker Capital merger as an incredible way for us to uh, not only deepen our proprietary uh, expertise in the realm of investments, but also just get an immense amount of scale and reach um, in, in broadening out our capabilities when it comes to you know, providing true investment expertise. And you know, all that ties back into helping the investor achieve their goals and, and make sure that they're aligned appropriately based on what their uh, future intentions are, so to speak. So, you know, we're big, big believers, uh, Derek, that the, the future is fiduciary and we want to help enable our fiduciary advisors to win. Well, let's let's go. I say go up to thirty thousand feet because I, I mean in terms of, of of the future here of our business, and I want to I want to talk about that for a second. And in a recent byline, uh, we saw you say that the industry has undergone a transition from investment focus to planning focused, and that you think the next evolution of our business will be behavioral focused. Can you tell us a little more about that, and and also the role you see Orion playing in it? Yeah, I mean, and you know, I think if we step back and, and we look at it, we'd say that the investment problem has been solved, right? There, there have been Nobel Prizes awarded for solving the investment problem. If, if you're a strategic investor or a tactical investor or, uh, you know, somewhere in between, uh, you know, if you stick with your, your investment long enough, we, we tend to see some favorable outcomes. Where we see the, the next evolution of this business is in regards to helping solving the investor problem. So, so you know, Dalbar, along with others, they, they always, uh, you know, will release uh, data on top performing funds. But if you look at the investor returns that have bought and sold those funds, you know, there's several hundred basis points uh, discrepancy. And in some cases, you can take the very best performing uh, mutual fund investments and the investor returns are negative. And so, you know, we're just looking at that and saying, 
Okay, the next horizon, kind of where we see the puck going in our industry is all about helping to solve the investor problem. With the Brinker uh, merger, we had an incredible opportunity to uh, tap into the thought leadership of, of Dr. Daniel Crosby. We are beyond excited to think about the ways that we can revolutionize our tech offering uh, to, to better match up with those uh, behavioral principles that he has already started to drive and, and uh, make an impact on in our business in, in every aspect to make sure that uh, we're solving, helping the advisor to solve the investor problem of those darn emotions that we all have of, of greed and fear that get in the way of our successful investing efforts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was commenting on a previous show how I believe the American investor has benefited tremendously from from the evolution in our industry. Uh, it's become much more affordable, if not completely free, to in, to invest. Um, the options from a technology standpoint and an investment standpoint are are just uh, you know out of this world. However, it still takes that fiduciary. It still takes that advisor. Uh, to help clients, you know, kind of go through the noise of this industry and come out on the other end with solutions for themselves or what fits them. And I, I love the work that you're doing there. You know, speaking of that, you know, just true or false question, the rise in success of Robinhood is good for the independent financial advisor. True. And why? What Robinhood represents is an opportunity to get people engaged in the investment process much earlier at a lower price point. And if we step back and we look at, you know, technologies that, that people are adapting, technologies that are helping people have better financial futures, you know, Robinhood has definitely been squarely in that category. Now, I would say that it, it has some challenges, but it's a great introduction for so many people to get them exposure to the markets at you know fractional share prices, so to speak, that, that quite simply they wouldn't have the opportunity to participate in otherwise. The, the investors that Robinhood is, is working with are not the typical target market for a fiduciary investment advisor, but it gives investors an opportunity to engage earlier on in the process. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my daughter's a gleaming example of that. She opened up a Robinhood account. She would be a, probably a financial advisor's nightmare at this point. But in the future, um, she's going to have the needs and there's going to be a defining line in her life where she's going to realize that she needs ongoing advice versus transactional help or, or guidance. So. I think, I think you're spot on there. You know, earlier you were talking about, you know, what companies you look to as you look to grow your business and, and, and innovate. And, and those companies are often outside of financial services, uh, which is great, which is cool. So how close do you think, Eric, we are to an Alexa, for example, for financial services? Well, I think we're right on the cusp of some very, very big and exciting developments in our space. You know, technology, uh, the, the barriers to entry for 
access to, to leading edge or even bleeding edge technology is, is coming down. The amount of uh, work that it takes us to, to tap into uh, things today and exponentially improve our future outcomes are, are just much less than, than what they used to be. So for instance, uh, when we started this business, Derek, in, in the late 90s, it was a decision of, okay, we're gonna use either Oracle or Microsoft SQL Server to support the backend database structure. Today, there are several open source uh, database platforms that are doing new, amazing and incredible things that drive scale. And I think that that same open source uh, revolution, if you will, that's applied and played out in the tech space is exactly what we're seeing play out in the advice space. And that's driving and fueling success for the independent advisor. Well, Derek, uh, Eric, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, you've certainly kept my attention. And the fact is we could go on talking about these topics forever. I know, I know you could. Uh, but you got to get on with your day. Stay safe, uh, stay healthy, please. And uh, thank you again for your insight this morning. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Derek. It's, it's been a pleasure. And I look forward to, to hearing from any of the listeners with any additional feedback or questions they might have. All right. Have a great day, Eric. Thank you.